Welcome to the Locked on Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, on today's show, first, what free agents that are still available would fit best for the Tennessee Titans on offense and defense? I'll give my top picks. Then, what will Malik Willis's full potential look like? We'll dive into that. And who is expected to be the starting cornerback group this year? I'll dive into all of that and more of your questions on this edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. Let's get it. You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Titans fans, I am ready to dive into all of your questions on today's show. It feels good to be back freshly returned from vacation and ready to dive into this week of the Locked on Titans podcast. Thank you guys for making the Locked on Titans podcast your first listen every day. If this is your first ever listen to the Locked on Titans podcast, make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you do stream. I am going to be putting out daily Monday through Friday Tennessee Titans content all year long, and it's going to be, like I said, free on all platforms. That includes the Locked on Titans YouTube channel. Subscribe over there. Smash that notification bell and throw a thumbs up if you're watching on YouTube right now. Again, it's good to be back from vacation. Had a great time, but I am ready to talk some Tennessee Titans with you guys. And I felt like the best way to do that was to have a little mailbag. So I'm going to be diving into all of your guys' questions here. And the first question that I have comes from uh, our friends over on YouTube, and the question is, what is Malik Willis's full potential? What does it look like? And I do want to dive into that from my guy, Auburn Titans fan. Check out uh, Locked On Auburn as well. Uh, Great show over there. But you look at Malik Willis, and I think it's obvious that his potential is a top 10 quarterback. That's really what we're talking about here. Somebody has who has the ability to not only throw the ball downfield and be a threat with the ball in his hands in the pocket, but also take advantage of opportunities as a runner. He's going to be dynamite in the red zone. It's such an advantage for the Titans to have a guy with running back level mobility and level talent. As their quarterback, it just ruins the numbers game for the defense. So we're talking about a guy who can bomb the ball down the field, create explosive plays off of play action when defenses cheat up against a run. A guy who can be involved in the run game. We all get so hyped about Ryan Tannehill running the read option and short yardage and goal line situations. Imagine that, but Malik Willis. I mean, imagine the running back just being a blocker for Malik Willis on quarterback power or quarterback counter. So. I think you're looking at a guy who can be an absolute dynamite playmaker in the red zone, but also has the electricity in his arm to create explosive plays off those play-action opportunities. Uh, Something that Ryan Tannehill has been able to do. You don't want to take that away from him, but you definitely think that it it could be a, a more consistent part of the offense with a guy with the type of arm talent that Malik Willis has. So 
That's what the the full potential, in my opinion, kind of looks like. The next question, another good question here from Auburn Titans fan, but he says, what are some of the veterans on both sides of the ball that we can sign? Now, I could go through entire lists of summer free agents that are available, but I'm going to go one guy on the offensive side of the ball and one guy on the defensive side of the ball and then an honorable mention that I think make a ton of sense. Number one, for me, on the defensive side of the ball, it, it's pretty easy. It's Ryan Kerrigan. I, I want the Titans to add a veteran edge rusher. I asked for that last year. Here's the truth of the matter for me. You got Bud Dupree. Hopefully, he's healthier and can play more for the Titans and be more impactful consistently this year. Of course, you got Harold Landry. After that, you're looking at Danico Autry plays a little edge, but he's going to rush from the interior and in sub-package situations. You got a guy like Rashad Weaver, but... Weaver was a rookie last year who broke his leg and missed a ton of the season. Are we really counting on him to be a third rotational piece in the pass rush? I don't know if that's the best route to go. I'm not saying that he can't be that. I'm just saying it's a risky proposition to move into the season with that as your third rusher. You have Ola Adani. I love Ola Adani on the Titans. Great personality, great special teams player, but I don't think you want him to be a consistent part of your rush idea. So with that in mind, I think the Titans do need another guy who is insurance for Rashad Weaver. And I think that could be a guy like Ryan Kerrigan, a veteran edge rusher, who, of course, didn't look great for Philadelphia last year. But with the type of talent, the Eagles didn't have a great pass rush last year anyways. So in a better pass rush environment, you would hope that Kerrigan could fill that role a little bit better as the veteran pass rusher. Uh. On offense, this is where the Titans, I think, really need help. I would be okay without any veteran additions in free agency on defense. I, I would be perfectly fine with that. But on offense, I want to see somebody on the offensive line or somebody at wide receiver. You guys know who I want at wide receiver, Will Fuller. I want that speed threat. I want that deep option. I want that guy who can give the Titans something that they don't have on the roster right now. And you can talk about Reggie Roberson if you want out of Baylor. but you're counting on an undrafted free agent rookie to fill that role. And I just don't think that's where the Titans want to be this year. So I would go out and get Will Fuller used to Tim Kelly's offense. So there's comfortability there and there's an understanding of what the player does well. Yes, he'll probably only be able to play for eight games. I recognize that. But I would rather have eight games of a playmaker like Will Fuller than a full season of a guy like Reggie Roberson or Des Fitzpatrick or Racy McMath or Cody Hollister or Mason Kinsey. Give me eight games of dynamic play from Will Fuller over 16 games from a practice squad level player. It's that simple to me. Uh, that's what it comes down to. So if it's not Will Fuller at wide receiver, then I want to see it be Eric Flowers on the offensive line. Based on my intrepid reporting from that video that came out from the Titans last Thursday with Traylon Burks catching the touchdown from Ryan Tannehill, you had Taylor Lewan at left tackle, Aaron Brewer at left guard, Ben Jones at center. I'm hoping that means Nate Davis is at right guard and Dylan Raidens is at right tackle. Although Dylan Raidens was not playing during that video. He was in the background on the sideline. So maybe it's Nicholas Petit-Ferrer. Maybe it's Jamarco Jones. Either way, my idea is Eric Flowers at left guard, Dylan Raidens at right tackle to go along with Nate Davis, Taylor Lewan, and Ben Jones. I think that would be the best possible five-man group that the Titans could put together for the 2022 season. So, Hopefully that happens. Now, how would the Titans be able to do that? I got a question from one of you guys about the salary cap and June 1st, which is today. Or if you're watching on YouTube, it's tomorrow. Either way, 
The Titans are going to get a little bit of money here, so we'll talk about how they're able to accomplish that. Uh, before we get into that, though, I do want to tell you guys about rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers for over 20 years. They have everything you would ever need for your car on their easy-to-navigate online catalog. It's summertime, guys. Cars overheat. A lot of things pop up with your car during the summer. Fix all your issues for the best price possible with rockauto.com. You're going to go to an auto parts store if not. You're going to have to put on pants. You're going to have to go uptown. You're going to have to wait in line. They might not even have the part that you need in stock. Not only that, but there's a professional mechanic buying the same part as you at the next cash register, and he's paying 50 30 100% less than what you have to pay because these stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics. That's something I didn't know until I got involved with Rock Auto. So for anything you need this summer for your car or truck, go to rockauto.com right now and put Locked On in the How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Titans fans, we are going to continue this mailbag edition of the Locked On Titans podcast before we get into some salary cap questions, some role questions about Dan Crookshank's loss, all that. I do want to thank you guys for making Locked On Titans your first listen every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day, and it covers all big-time sports in America. It's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. But we're going to dive back in to your questions. I got a question here from Scott Mosley, and this is the salary cap question. He says, we have $3.1 million in cap. Who is the June 1st cut to free up the money for Will Fuller and Dennis Kelly? Also, $15 million in the red next year. Lawan and Tannehill have to be cut next year, right? Okay, so to your first question, uh, the Titans have $3.1 million in salary cap right now, but Julio Jones will add nearly $10 million to that. So that's going to be nearly $13 million for the Titans to play with. Now, as I just mentioned, I would love to have Will Fuller. Do have to mention Dennis Kelly was signed by the Indianapolis Colts, but I understand that you're looking for some reinforcements on the offensive line. Uh If you're looking for offensive line reinforcements, personally for me, man, I think the Titans told you what they think about the offensive line. They drafted Nicholas Petit-Ferrer. He's a tackle. Dylan Radins, in my opinion, is a tackle. So I think with the Titans not drafting an interior offensive lineman in the draft, I think that's where the need lies. They address tackle with Petit-Ferrer. I think they need to address the interior offensive line more than offensive tackle. And a guy like Eric Flowers, who I talked about before, could make some sense. I got roasted last time I tried to say this name, and despite dealing with this player for a long time, I still can barely do it. Um, It's not Brian Beluga like the whale. It's Balaga. I believe that is the correct way to say if you do want an offensive tackle, maybe someone like that could fit the bill. As for next year, um, I know the expectation is that Lawan and Tannehill will be cut, but a guy you got to look at as well is a guy like Bud Dupree. I think he could make some sense to be cut. I've been saying all along that Bud Dupree will be cut. I think that could make some sense. Um, also, I mean, the Titans could potentially part ways with Zach Cunningham 
which could save them some money as well. Um, so those are some options. Lawan is a guy who a lot of people expect to be cut because there's no dead money on the deal. But, man, Lawan's not getting paid top 10 money for an offensive tackle. And if he comes back two years removed from an ACL and plays some good football, I don't see how the Titans can get rid of Taylor Lawan with the flux that their offensive line is in. So uh, I do expect those guys to be cut, but I think a lot can play out in 2022 that would that would mean that that would not happen. So that's where uh, that's where I'm at there. Another question from someone over on YouTube, Baby Mama Drama. He said, in your opinion, who fills the Crookshank role? For me, it's Elijah Molden or Theo Jackson. A combination of the two. Not 100% certain right now who the Titans will want to fill that role. If Elijah Molden stays in the slot, then Theo Jackson has a chance to take that role. If the Titans want to bring in Buster Screen or Roger McCreary to be that third down slot cornerback and then move Elijah Molden to the tight end stopper, Den Crookshank role, then I think that could make some sense as well. Uh, Megan Parks from YouTube says, is Michael Pruitt no longer a Titan? No, he is not a Tennessee Titan at this time. I thought he would be back once his ankle recovered, but saw an article recently that had a small mention about him being a free agent. I thought Pruitt was having a pretty good 2021 season up to the injury, was hoping the image of him being carted off wouldn't be the last we would see in two-tone blue. Thanks. Thanks, Megan, for the question. Um, I agree. I hope that's not the lasting image. But the reality here is the Titans are moving on at tight end from the group that they had last year. They add Chicka. Chigakonkwo in the draft. They bring in Austin Hooper. They got guys like Tommy Hudson and Briley Moore and some undrafted free agents fighting for it. You bring back Jeff Swaim as that veteran tight end two, tight end three. I just don't see a need at tight end. Uh, I think Michael Pruitt did have a, a pretty good 2021 as that third tight end, two tight end for the Titans. But I think Jeff Swaim in that role makes some more sense because Chigakonkwo can give you some of the stuff that, uh, that M- Michael Pruitt um that Michael Pruitt had, and uh, I I think he could make a a ton of sense uh, for the Titans if there's an injury and they need to bring him back late after he's proven that he's back to health. That I I am truly, truly concerned uh, about the health here. Uh, Another question from Auburn Titans fan. He says, who is the higher, who is higher on the depth chart? Uh, Nick Westbrook, Akina, or Kyle Phillips? Well, obviously I can't know that for certain right now because I'm not uh, the coaching staff. But to me, it's pretty obvious uh, that the answer is Nick Westbrook-Akina. I mean, he was the number two leading receiver on the Titans last year. They trust him. He knows all spots. He's going into his third season. I mean, Nick Westbrook-Akina, in my opinion, clearly far above Kyle Phillips on the depth chart. Uh, I think right now it's not insane to say Nick Westbrook-Akina is wide receiver two outside of Robert Woods with the Traylon Burke struggles and him being a rookie and the Titans just, you know, bringing rookies along slowly. Speaking of Traylon Burks and Robert Woods, BK Smith says, Ohio Titan, shout out Ohio. What is your prediction? Who will finish with more yards this season, Robert Woods or Traylon Burks? For me, this is an easy one. It's Robert Woods. Uh, just the veteran wide receiver you can count on game in and game out. Uh, Burks is going to go through his struggles as a rookie with his route running, getting off press coverage, learning how to play all over the field. So I think that's uh, Robert Woods. I think when the Titans are in two wide receiver sets, you're going to see Nick Westbrook, Akina, and Robert Woods out there. So that, just more snaps, more opportunities. Uh, another money question here. Connor uh, Meyerhofer says, with money becoming available tomorrow with the Julio cut, who do you think the Titans sign? Uh, who do you think the Titans sign another as another free agent? Who do you believe they will sign? Who do you want them to sign? As I said earlier, I want to sign Will Fuller, Eric Flowers, Ryan Kerrigan. Who do I believe they will sign? Uh, no one of note 
quite frankly. I, I just don't think they'll make any splashy signing that, that gets any of us going. Um, Jose Maria says, hey, Ty, huge Mexican fan. Hey, shout out to you, Jose. Thanks for listening in Mexico. Something I don't think was spoken a lot in AJ's trade is the fact that AJ had one more year to play under his contract. Lots of hate for the front office, but in my opinion, Brown could have shown solidarity and a team first approach and stayed. Agree. No, Jose, I don't agree. Quite frankly, I get as Tennessee Titans fans, we want these guys to show super loyalty to the team and to care about the team as much as we do. I get that. But they are in a business. That's that's like asking your neighbor to turn down a better job offer and stay at the job they have. Uh, stay at McDonald's and don't go work at Sizzler because uh, you want to show appreciation and solidarity with your employees at McDonald's. You know, no, these guys have, we get to work for 50 years doing whatever jobs we have. These guys have about 10 years, if they're good, three years, if they're average, to make as much money as they possibly can. If the Titans were only going to pay AJ 20, 22, and he wanted 25, and they found a team that would pay him 25, then he has the right to go. And here's the thing. AJ had one more year under his contract, but what if he gets hurt? What if he has a serious injury? And then because he showed solidarity in a team-first approach, now he just missed out on literally life-changing money for his grandchildren. $50, $60 million he'll miss out on because of that. Uh, Jose followed up. He said, I mean, I get that he's a top receiver and he deserves more money, but why demand it before you hold up your end of the agreement with the team that you chose, that chose you develop and support? Well, one, these guys don't get to pick their employer like we do. So I'm not going to give, tell AJ to be any more loyal to the Titans because the Titans picked him. He didn't get to pick where he went. Maybe he wanted to be somewhere else. Yeah, they developed him. They supported him. That's all true. But that's like telling these college guys to stay in college for an extra year because the college developed them. No, they got to go out and do what's best for their family. I don't blame AJ for trying to get as much money. The trade request and putting the Titans on their heels and the way that went down, you could blame him for that. But wanting his money, I can't I can't blame him for that. And also worth note that, yeah, he had one more year on his contract. It would have been around $4 million that he would have got. But he wouldn't have hurt the Titans this year by getting that deal other than the signing bonus money, which would have been spread out. Like, his cap hit for the Eagles this year is $5 million. It doesn't become big until next year, 2023. So, I, I don't blame AJ. Um, and we'll, we'll talk more in just a second about um, how I feel about how the AJ thing went down. We got a, a question here about uh, top three biggest mistakes that the Titans have made in recent years. And and we'll dive into that a little bit more. Uh, before we do, though, do want to thank you guys again for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. Make the Locked On NFL podcast your second listen. You get all your Titans news here with me in under 30 minutes every day. Now get all your NFL news in under 30 minutes every day with the Locked On NFL podcast. I host the Thursday show of the Locked On NFL podcast. So any support that you guys give, subscribe over there to the free YouTube channel. I would appreciate it very, very much. But more of your questions here in just a second. Ty. 
Titans fans, we're going to cap off this mailbag edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. We've talked a ton. Uh, we went over best free agent fits in the summer. We talked about Malik Willis's full potential, the wide receiver depth chart, all kinds of stuff. Uh, and I'm going to continue getting into it here. The next question that I'm going to dive into is something I just teased for you. What are the top three free agents you're wanting the Titans to sign this summer? I covered that. Will Fuller, Eric Flowers, Ryan Kerrigan. And what are your three biggest mistakes you think the Titans have made in recent years? Uh, I think I know who the top one is. Yeah, you might tighten up tweets. Um, for me, the biggest mistakes... Isaiah Wilson drafted in the first round. That's an easy one. Given Vic Beasley nearly $10 million for him to instantly hold out and be garbage during the season. And then for me, the third one is the AJ trade. You guys could take whatever you want. And I got to tell you, I wonder how many of you guys were saying AJ Brown was a top 10 wide receiver in the NFL. And then when the Titans had to trade him, all of a sudden you changed your mind and said, oh, he's overrated, didn't deserve it. Because I've seen a lot of that. Uh, I saw someone in the comments say, letting Jonu Smith walk. Jonu Smith is the most overpaid tight end in the entire NFL. He was literally, I mean, Jonu did, He's getting, he was the third highest paid tight end in the NFL last year. And look at his production. 28 catches, 291 yards, and one touchdown. As a $12 million player, third highest paid. Jonu Smith is one of the most overrated, overpaid players in the entire NFL. It is hilarious that the Patriots gave him $12 million to be the third highest paid tight end in the league when he is at best a role-playing tight end who looked best in the Titans system with Arthur Smith who made him look incredible because Arthur knew him best from the moment he was drafted. You guys got to realize, Bill Belichick and Arthur Smith aren't utilizing Jonu Smith incorrectly. They're using him correctly, and he's just not as good as you guys thought he was. And I said this last year, too, when I said the Titans should let Jonu Smith walk, let Corey Davis walk, and it was the right decision. You don't pay $12 million for uh, a guy of Jonu Smith's caliber. You just simply don't. Uh, but continuing to move forward here, uh, that's my three biggest mistakes, Wilson, Beasley, and the AJ trade. It, it was actually pretty easy for me to come up with that. But... Uh, Continuing going forward here, uh, Kata, my guy Pablo, said, how probable do you see the following scenario? The Titans' new stadium opens in 2026, Super Bowl in Nashville in 2027. I think that's 100% accurate. I think that's absolutely going to happen. The NFL has been rewarding teams when they create new stadiums and they give them a Super Bowl. So I absolutely think um, that that would happen. Uh, a question from Franco here, who always has the funniest things to say. Uh, did Lord Raidens, Dylan Raidens, of course, sleep with Rabel's daughter or something? I don't think Rabel has a daughter, to be honest, to still be in the doghouse. Or was last year the same rookie crap he pulls? Are we not getting the full story? I think we got to see until training camp. It, it, I mean, Raidens seems like a guy who's doing the right things, who has his head on his shoulders. So I don't think it's a situation where he's just not working hard enough. But maybe he's just not very good. If he can't get on the field this year and he's not a starter this year, then we could just say maybe he's not very good. I don't think I'm going to blame Vrabel for that. Uh, Young Sourdough said, Colts over under nine wins. I'm going to take the over on that. I am, unfortunately. Um, continuing, Zach Clark says, How are you treated in Indy as a visiting Titans fan? I'm an Indy native but grew up a Titans fan and Colts fans aren't always the kindest to opposing fans in my experience. Zach, you've probably been to much more, many more games 
than I have. Uh, I've been to Indy about four or five times, and I got to tell you, Indy fans really aren't that rude to me. Um, I, I haven't had a bad experience in Indy. Uh, there were a couple of guys the last game that I went to where the Titans won 34-31 in overtime. Wentz throws that pick in the end zone. I was at that game in Indy, and there were some, some Indy fans chirping at me uh, after I was celebrating and things like that. So, um, but I just saw it as good, healthy back and forth, and we were all cool by the time we left. So, usually, Indy fans are pretty cool, but you probably experienced Indy fans way more than I have. So, you would know them better than I. Eddie uh, Wondernama says, um, There's been some discussion about how many QBs the Titans will carry on the 53 man roster. You see Malik getting backup spot, or are we carrying three into the season? I think they're going to carry three. I don't think the Titans are going to give Malik the backup spot. They're going to keep it as, uh, as Logan Woodside. That, that's what I think is going to happen. Uh, um, Francois Rogu, the Bayou Bandit. God, I probably... Rougo, uh, Rougo, Francois Rougo. I hope I got that right, man. I hope so. I'm too competitive to not. But who starts at the other cornerback spot? Uh, obviously, Christian Fulton. Uh, Elijah Moulton will probably start in the slot. It's going to be Caleb Farley on the outside, but I think what's more interesting, like we talked about earlier, if Elijah Moulton is able to be the slot cornerback all three downs or if they decide to use him as the dime linebacker in the Dane Crookshank role, and then who plays the the fourth cornerback slot, who is the slot cornerback on passing downs if Moulton is that tight end matchup, Will it be screen again like it was at times last year? Or will Roger McCreary, the rookie, get to take that spot? I think that's the hotly contested role in the secondary, in my opinion. Uh, uh, Undrafted free agents that I'm most excited about from Jonathan Hernandez. For me, Reggie Roberson, because he can fill that speed role if he works out. Uh, I like Jordan Peavy because of his length and athleticism on the defensive line. Um, Hmm. Maybe uh, Haskell Garrett as well. Uh, Kupsich, who is like the best NAIA offensive lineman of all time. Maybe he can make an impact as well. So those are the guys I'm kind of looking at who might be able to carve out a role with the Titans. Uh, Varney Vale said, what are your new thoughts on uh, the Titans' new stadium? And what would you want to see them include? For me, Varney, I agree with you. I want a retractable roof. I don't want it to be totally enclosed. Uh, I want real grass. I don't want turf, and I hope that they develop the East Bank area so it's not just the stadium that's sweet, but that that entire area is just really, really cool. I think uh, that would be be a fun time. Uh, I'm going to get some off-the-beaten-path, off-the-wall questions here. Those are kind of the heavy-hitting Titans questions uh, that you guys sent in, and I appreciate those. These are going to be a little funky, some Paul pop culture stuff, all that. So if you got things to do, I totally understand. But going to dive into these. Brett says, I have a question if I'm not too late. Luckily, you weren't. If you had to replace five players from the Titans with famous people, not other NFL players, who would you choose? Why went not professional athletes? Well, I guess maybe one of them you could consider that. Uh, Guys who are not current professional athletes or weren't professional athletes. Jason Momoa, big-bodied guy, sweet hair coming out of the back of the helmet. He would look sweet. Uh, the Rock, former football player, I guess. He did play for Miami in college. I'm just looking for big, huge dudes who could play. John Cena, again, another guy who I think. And here's the best part. You give John Cena the ball, they couldn't see him. So that could help the Titans right there. I think uh, Chris Hemsworth, Thor, big body guy. Let's say, I mean, if he could come as Thor and bring the hammer and bring uh, Mjolnir or, or bring Stormbreaker, that would be great. Uh, 
And then finally, uh, a guy, uh, another guy who's not a professional football player, uh, Will Compton. Just jokes, just jokes. I know you guys like busting with the boys, so just wanted to give you some jokes. But the fifth guy that I put in there uh, was Kai Green. If you guys don't know Kai Green, he is a monster bodybuilder. My favorite bodybuilder. I'm not like huge into bodybuilding, but I just think it's nuts how monstrous this guy is. Uh, now, bodybuilders are professional athletes. They bodybuild professionally, so... I take back my previous statement, but you saw my conflict early on. Uh, moving forward here, Tua Marino said you could interview one journalist, past or present, sports or other media personality. Who would it be? I couldn't narrow that down. Uh, Jeremy Shap, I think, for uh, worked for ESPN for a long time. Dick Shap's son uh, did great uh, expositions and in-depth features and essays. I think it would be great to pick his brain. Zach Lowe on the NBA side, my favorite NBA writer. Bill Simmons, I don't know if you call him a journalist anymore. He's a blowhard hot take guy, but I have no problem with that. That's an industry. Uh, but he used to write all the time, and, and Bill Simmons was a big inspiration for me, uh, along with a guy like Cal, uh, Colin Cowherd and Michael Wilbon. Uh, so those are some guys I would be interested in talking to. Um, Adam Schefter, uh, I think would, you know, if he was on True Serum, that would be great. Susie Colber from ESPN, I always uh, really enjoyed. So those are some guys. Uh, that I think would be excellent to talk to. Dale Big Sam said, you get to have dinner with any five people in human history with no language barrier. Who are you inviting? This was hard, but I went with Kobe Bryant, my my idol, my hero, my biggest inspiration. Um, I would love uh, to have him back to, to be able to talk to him. Uh, and here I tried to split things out time-wise. Julius Caesar lived from 1000 BC to 44 BC, so we're before Christ on the timeline there. I think just asking him what the world was like about his takeover of Rome, I think that would be nuts. Uh, William Shakespeare, who I think is one of the most influential humans of all time, lived from 1564 to 1616, another totally different time period in the history of the earth. So I get that kind of experience along with his brain and the arts and how he put everything together. He probably had some great stories being such a celebrity. Uh, Martin Luther King Jr., I think it would be a great guy to have at the table. And then I went with Genghis Khan as my fifth person. Uh, lived from 1,162 uh, A.D. to 1,227 A.D. Again, another completely different period of history. And the guy had the largest land empire in the history of the world. I want to know how he did it. I want to know how, okay? Probably not a great guy, but I do want to know how. And I, honestly, I got to tell you, if you did a, a question like this and you wanted to pick some not-so-great individuals just to get the, the history and ask them questions, I, when people do that and people get mad, I don't get it, man. I, I want to pick the brain of, of some of these people. It's a fake fictional dinner. Yeah, if I had the chance to ask some of these people, I'd want to maybe talk to some of the maybe not-so-nice people in history, too, and get their side of things. Um, I think it would be interesting to hear his military tactics. And how he took over everything. I don't know. I'm interested in things like that. Some honorable mentions. Queen Elizabeth I, who ruled England. And is known as probably like the most famous monarch in England's history from 1533 to 1603. Uh, she was alive. Uh, Cleopatra from Egypt. Uh, Al Capone, old-fashioned gangster from Chicago. Um, Abraham Lincoln, of course, would be fun. Teddy Roosevelt would be awesome. Uh, Nelson Mandela and... I think it's been proven that this guy was a real human being. You guys know I'm not a super religious guy, but Jesus Christ, I mean, regardless of how you feel about what Jesus Christ really was, 
I think it'd be a fun guy to talk to at dinner. So that would be my honorable mentions. I love that question. That was fun. Thanks, Jonathan. I appreciate that. Um, moving forward, Dale, big Sam. Thanks for your question as well. Um, can't pet your dog says, what are the Lakers going to do with that roster uh, to not be terrible again? Can they win anything in the West with Westbrook? No, they can't. They need to try to save him, and that's their only hope. Uh, James uh, Numbers says, have you seen the OB1 series? No, I haven't. I fished the Mandalorian last night, though, so that was sweet. Uh, Heart Attack Hog said, did you see new Top Gun Maverick movie while on vacation? No, I didn't, but uh, biggest opening on Memorial Day uh, in history. I can't wait to see it uh, next weekend or the weekend after. And then Malik Willis-Stan said, um, Here's a hard-hitting journalist question. What's your favorite dinosaur? For me, it was always a raptor. Thanks, guys, for all your questions. Glad to be back. Thanks for hanging around for this mailbag. I'm going to be back with you guys the rest of the week. Titans have practice on Wednesday. I'm going to be back on Wednesday night to break it all down with you guys. Can't wait to do that. Thanks for tuning in. That's going to do it for me today, though, folks. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titans.